Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're so glad you're with us today. Dr. Kathy Greenberg and myself are happy to present Why Cope When You Can Heal, introducing the surgical uh, empathy. And we're going to talk with Dr. Mark Wilson today. And, you know, Kathy and I, between us, have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And we're always looking for some tips, some tools, things that you can do just a little bit better. Our new book, Emotional Brilliance, really uh, looks at what are the few things that you can do in the moment that can make you a star performer. Now, with some of the research around the COVID-19, over 42% of people are experiencing anxiety and depression. All these emotions now, as we know, are heightened, and how do we manage them? And this idea of emotional brilliance, we're going to get some tips from Dr. Golston about what he does um, and so how do we manage these emotions? What do we do to be brilliant in the moment? So our goal really is to help you expand, improve, and how do you select just the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment? And I want to say a word about Dr. Kathy Greenberg. You know, she and I have our new book, Emotional Brilliance. You know, and, and Kathy has her... Um, new books, and the idea of what happy companies know, what happy mothers know. These are all the books that Kathy has done. She has a a free iApp, Your Happiness Now. And Kathy, welcome to the show. You can tell us a little bit about uh, what our next things are with Emotional Brilliance. You bet. Thanks, Relly. And it's so nice to have friends with us today like like Mark, uh, talking about things that we need uh, significantly right now as we are going into the holiday season. And many of us um, have not learned how to cope. We think we are coping, but quite frankly, um, many of us are being triggered uh, at least uh, 60 to 70% of our day. And how do we stop that from happening? How do we uh, unwind some of this uh, deeply traumatizing news and actions of those uh, around us? And so Mark's going to talk to us about that today. But before we bring Mark on, just to, to make sure that we are speaking to our entire audience as a team, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that uh, my co-host, Dr. Riley Nadler, uh, is a thought leader in emotional intelligence. He's an executive coach and definitely somebody who um, helps leaders and teams do their best. And he's authored seven books, including our book, Emotional Brilliance, Living a Stressless, Fearless Life, and another book with a good friend of ours, Dr. Naeem Alizwad, Physician Burnout, uh, and he's also written a book, of course, you, many of you have used, called Leading with Emotional Intelligence. He also has a, a free iApp called Leadership Keys. So before we bring uh, 
our friend Mark Galston on. Just want to make sure that everybody knows that we are going into our 12 days of Christmas celebration, whether it's, um, you know, for those of you who celebrate other holidays, that's great too. We are just about wrapping up uh, Hanukkah here as well. But what we want to provide for everybody uh, who is looking for ways to cope, uh, and certainly Mark will kick us off here with that topic, uh, we want to make sure that you're getting something tangible, a takeaway. And we're not asking you to buy anything. We're asking you to just take a look at www.eblifebook.com. You can take a look there, and we have lots of free resources and bonuses for you to pick up. And the way you're going to do that is through the next 12 days of Christmas. We're going to be providing in our regular newsletter a way for you to receive wonderful tools from all of my books, all of Relly's books, and from our special guests, including our wonderful friend, Mark Galston. So before uh, we jump in with Mark, I'm going to say just a few words uh, about his new book, Why Cope? When You Could Heal, introducing the term surgical empathy, which uh, Mark has been using for quite some time. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Mark introduced the world, and of course he's now using it in his new book, uh, Surgical Empathy, as an approach which he invented and used for more than 25 years with suicidal patients. And the good news is none of them dying by suicide. And so it's something he's now expanded to individuals who are suffering um, and who may suffer yet with forms of PTSD that helps them to finally begin to heal. Dr. Galston is also the best-selling author of eight more books and hosts the highly rated podcast, My Wake Up Call, and the weekly LinkedIn live show called No Strings Attached. You should look forward to that. And he's been featured, of course, on all the, um, I'd say, the top news media outlets, uh, let's say ABC, NBC, CNN, Oprah, Fortune Magazine, SAS Company, and, of course, PBS. Uh, when you uh, get a chance and you have uh, some free um, mind space following today's show, you can find out more about him at markgalston.com. That's M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. And his new book website, Why Cope When You Can Heal. Dot com. Mark, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. You know, you know, one of the one of the great things when people say nice things about you is it gives you something to live up to. <laughs> okay. you, you All right. Never, well, good, Mark. Ever, well, thank ever, you ever. so much for that. <laughs> well, 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 thank you for that. And uh, yeah. well, by the way, I just found out that Why Cope When You Can Heal it just went on sale for nine ninety nine, which is close to half off at Amazon. That's Amazon US, so... Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be that way in other Amazon, so I, I hope people will check that out or check out the website. But it's you know it's, it's good to be uh, be on with you. And as you were thinking, uh, uh, one of the things I uh, I focus on and teach in the world is focusing on what people are listening for. And and I think people in the, on the show 
are listening for exactly what you said. They're looking for tips to make their lives better, be more successful, be calmer, be centered, right. and and they're looking for ways. How do I how do I lessen the stress I'm feeling, and then how do I lessen the stress in my people, in my family? So I hope we'll be able to deliver some usable tips yeah. that they can use today. Well, I'm sure we will, Mark. I, uh, I mentioned before the show I got I got your book just because I've also been working with physicians, and it's a great resource. We want to kind of tap into some of of your tips. So. Tell us a little bit about kind of you know we we know you but about your background and a little bit about this book that you did with Dr. Uh, Diana Hendel, kind of how that came about. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'm a, a psychiatrist, and one of my mentors was a fellow named Dr. Ed Schneidman. He's a psychologist, and he's one of the top. He passed away, but he's one of the top five pioneers in the study of uh, suicide prevention. And and so I was focused on that. He was a main referral source. And as, as you mentioned, uh, none of my patients died by suicide. And, uh, and also, I'm, uh, I wrote a, a book called PTSD for Dummies. And I, like you, I have a real passion for the military and veterans. And what, ha- what I've been noticing is I'm, I'm sadly getting a deja vu as I watch healthcare workers as they come out of the emergency rooms and the ICUs and they're all shaken up and they're, and they're showing that emotion and then like good soldiers fighting a war, they have to go back into the ICU and the ER and, and I got a sense you know, with my co-author, Diana Handel, um, they're probably going to develop PTSD, many of them, as happened in the SARS and MERS epidemics and, and the ap- epidemic 100 years ago and so... Uh, what we're committed to, and I hope we're—I hope we're wrong. We don't want them, healthcare workers, to become like the 22 veterans who die by suicide every day. So we had to put this book out. But the book, by the way, will work exactly for veterans or other people who've been deeply traumatized. But Har- Harper Collins said, you know, this epidemic is a war, and so let's put that in the title. But any veteran who's listening in, it'll work exactly without any changes uh, to help you uh, begin to heal from, uh, from trauma. And we make a distinction well, between Mark, healing and coping. Yeah. We're going to come back from a quick break to talk about the difference between stress and trauma. And we're so happy to have you here. What a great time for us to be learning how to heal. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? 
How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you're truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Mark Golson. His website, if you want to get his uh, book that we're talking about, Why Cope When You Can Heal, is www.mark.com. Goulston, G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. So, Mark, we talked just before the break about what is the difference between stress and trauma. You talk about that in your book. Well, well, when you're under stress, which we all are, you can still focus on your goals with difficulty. You know, the more the stress, you can still, still keep moving forward. But when the stress accelerates, when there's too much uh, and what part of what we talk about in the book is when there's too much horror, feelings of horror, terror, and you feel fragile, when there's too much coming at you, it starts to make it difficult uh, to, uh, to function, and you focus on relieving the distress. Now, now, there's two elements to trauma. It's the trauma coming at you, but it's your, also your internal ability uh, to deal with it effectively. So there are some people in life who are just are mentally tougher and more resilient, and, they, and they're more determined. And a lot of that comes from their uh, childhood, how they were raised. And so when they reach inside, they can tolerate more and more stress without it turning into trauma. When it's trauma, what happens is you start to feel like you're breaking down. And uh, And in the book, what we what we outlined is uh, what the mind of someone who's severely traumatized goes through, like a healthcare worker or a first responder, 
in which they've crossed over from stress to trauma. And, 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 we, and there's 12 phases you go through. I don't want to necessarily outline them, but if you think of it this way, every time you're dealing with something overwhelming, in order to focus and function, you have to push away thoughts and you have to push down feelings. Push away thoughts, push down feelings. And it's a little, the analogy we use is it's like taking a screaming cat in your head and locking it up in the cellar so you can focus and function. Then a second cat, then a fifth cat, then a tenth, then a hundredth. And so what happens is what enables you to do that is you start to run on adrenaline. So adrenaline can make an NBA athlete play on a broken leg, and it can make you focus and function uh, through all this, uh, all this stress coming your way. And, and you can say to yourself, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the next shift, and then you blink your eye and you've been up 48 hours and you did it. But you know there's a great cost, and it's doing something to you inside. And it's very similar to veterans. I mean, why would veterans, when they come back from combat... Why is it that they're getting depressed? Why is it they're getting suicidal? It's because everything they push down in order to survive wants to come back up because right. as the danger goes away, the adrenaline insulation goes away, and they're afraid that if that stuff comes up, it's going to rip them apart. So, Mark, when you know we're we're still going through this, uh, in my opinion, crazy debate about wearing masks. Um, and, you know, we imagine that healthcare workers um, are furious and feeling helpless as, as they continue to deal with those consequences. How can they best deal with that? You know, uh, there is a difference between healthcare workers and military. Uh, military are more comfortable with the with feeling infuriated now they turn it into determination but they are true warriors healthcare workers uh, especially nurses they have a lot of problems just feeling furious i mean it's so against how they see themselves and the right. best way to deal with it is to talk to their peers to let off steam you know there's studies that show that actually doctors deal with uh uh, and have less PTSD than nurses because doctors sometimes have this dark humor, which is just letting off steam, and they're able to sort of do that. Uh, whereas many times nurses don't have that humor; they're just they're just day in and day out just trying to get through things. But I think talking to your peers and and having conversations, even sort of say, even having people talk through. Uh, what they're most infuriated about with their peers, and then feeling not judged but understood by each other will help lessen it, but it's not going to take it away. And, Mark, what you say is so um, helpful, you know, in developing those uh, relationships at work because, you know, those are the folks who really know exactly kind of what's, you know, what's going on. And to your earlier comment just about emotions, Kathy and I have this thing in our book that feelings aren't biodegradable. And I think like you talk about the military and especially physicians and that we know, it's like, okay, I'll just stuff it down there and somehow it'll go away. And I think like you're saying, in, in other words, it doesn't necessarily go away. It comes out in, uh, in some ways that may be really harming them. And so as we think about that, um, 
you know, and the healthcare workers, the first responders, do you have any sense of how many of them will end up developing PTSD? Well, uh, I think it's, it'll be, there's a fair amount uh, in the MERS and SARS epidemics, and uh, this is going to be, I think, sadly much larger because it's so chronic and so vast. And, and, and part of the things that contribute to the, uh, the PTSD is one of the main things is this fear of contamination, you know, this fear that you're going to get the infection, that you're going to infect your family, right. uh, that, you can't, that there's not enough uh, protection. So that, that greatly adds to it. Uh, and then, you know, something else, I'm not sure if you've gotten into this with uh, healthcare workers, but one of the pro- big problems that causes stress for healthcare workers and veterans is moral injury. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're there and you're making decisions between life and death, when when a patient is looking up at you wide eyed and you you want to comfort them but you don't really have any good news. Or when you want to race back and you know, do a FaceTime between a loved one uh, uh, who's dying and someone on the outside, and, and you miss it by minutes. So these things can really eat away at you. And again, I think a lot of it depends on uh, uh, what, what they've shown is that training, training to be able to deal with emotional uh, stress uh, tactics and, and one of the tactics we talk about in the book, and I'm not sure if we'll get to it before the next break, is something that we call the distress relief uh, exercise in journal. And, and, and it's, it's pretty simple, and I think it's something we can cover. Yeah. Um, uh, and, well, well, Mark, yes. one of the things that I just want to uh, remind our audience is when we had uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman on, uh, who you know, shares your perspective here on the importance of, you know, giving healthcare workers uh, and veterans uh, the same opportunities to heal. He says that sleep, you know, is the number one problem uh, in getting people to, especially healthcare workers, now that you're talking about it, to be able to heal from the trauma. They're, as you said, they're not getting the rest that they need. And this uh, the the moral dilemma, okay, of making these choices about where they spend their time, you know, is not uh, is not helping the situation. But uh, can you talk to that uh, just as a frame of reference that you know sleep and its healing properties before we go into the distress relief exercise? Oh, sleep is so important. In fact. Um and, and you, you may relate to this. Uh, I'm not a very good sleeper, and I'll tell you, when I get a night, when I get six or more hours, I feel like I won the lottery. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think I'm alone with people who have, uh, who have sleep issues, and you're right. I think sleep, there's something so restorative about that, and I think part of it is when we sleep, our mind is like a Rubik's Cube that's reorganizing to face the next day. Mm. Be- because we go through, every day is like a Rubik's Cube getting all uh, switched around and messed up, and we barely make it. And then when we sleep, our unconscious uh, has a chance to reorganize. But of course, the sad thing is when you're 
seeing a lot of trauma, uh, you're getting nightmares, so you're not exactly resting. But still, when you go to sleep, your mind tries to reorganize itself so that when you wake up uh, the next day, it's like a new Rubik's Cube to face whatever's mm-hmm. coming your way. I love that. That's a, that's a good one. You know, I think, I don't know who it was, Kathy, we interviewed, but they gave us another analogy around sleep. It's like you pull your car into the garage at night and the tires get changed or, or the air gets filled up on the tires. It, it gets cleaned. You put uh, gas in the car. So when you pull it out, it's all ready to go. That's kind of what the sleep would do is, you know, are we all ready to go? Like you're saying, if you get your six hours. Yeah, and it's so true. And and uh, uh, when maybe after the break, what we can talk about this distress relief exercise yeah. can really uh, help you get more sleep too. Well, good. So uh, it looks like we still got a couple minutes. So why don't you kind of just say, and we may have to stop you there, but just say okay. a little bit about the distress relief exercise, and we can kind of when we go to okay. break, we we'll so, come so back that's to it. In the, the book, the distress relief what? exercise uh, <laughs> and in journal. So. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we Mark. We're already we hear this little music that's in our ears. Okay. So we'll come back, and then we'll yeah. give you the full time to, okay. to come back and talk about the stress Great. relief exercise. So you've been listening to Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. We are having a, a very interactive conversation on a topic that is close to all of our hearts with our dear friend, Mark Golston. The topic is Why Cope When You Can Heal, which is the name of Mark uh, of Mark's new book. Uh, and just for those of you who are looking for something to give as a gift, something to give yourself, the book is available right now on Amazon for about half price, nine ninety nine. It's probably one of the best things you can do for yourself going into the holidays. Mark, let's come back to this distress relief exercise and journal and the twelve words that can help healthcare workers who are exhausted. Yeah. So, so the distress relief. Uh, exercise in journal, and I'll, I'll just say it concretely. Uh, you get yourself a journal, and inside the inside of the uh, cover, 
you paste the picture of someone living or dead who was a mentor, a coach, someone who believed in you when you didn't, someone who uh, saw a future for you when you didn't, someone who got you through a rough time. Uh, if you're uh, if you don't have someone like that, one of the things we're doing with inner city kids is we say you paste the picture of LeBron James. She'd, uh, he'd want to help you through anything. So you have that picture, and then here are the prompts, and you write this down on the page uh, on the other side. And this is what the journal's only going to be. So you imagine that person saying to you lovingly, "You can do this." And then what they, you imagine they're asking you when you've just run into an obstacle. And again, this, this can help you fall asleep, and I'll tell you why. Imagine them saying, okay, write down the day and time. So you write that down. And imagine that person saying, what just happened? And you write down in a sentence or two, what just happened? Then you imagine them saying to you, what did you think when it happened? And you write that down. Then you imagine them saying, what did you feel when it happened? And you write that down. And then the, the next thing is really the pivot point. That's the most important question. What does it make you want to do now? So that's usually the impulse to deal with something. But often when we give into an impulse, we sometimes make the situation worse. Oh, I want to get drunk. I want to eat a lot. You know, I just, uh, you, know, I, you know, I want to punch something. Uh, and so you imagine they're saying that to you. And then imagine them just smiling at you in your mind saying, hey, take a deep breath. And then in a, in a loving way, they're saying to you, what would be a better thing to do right now? And then finally, why is that better? So essentially why this worked is because they're walking you down from being triggered. And let's say you're having trouble sleeping. So you're imagining this person talking you down from, oh, I, I can't fall asleep, but I'm overtired and, and, and I'm just so irritable. And what they're doing is they're talking you down from that they're enabling you to, uh, to share a thought and a feeling instead of repressing it, which is how you deal you know, with trauma. Um, and, but what happens is, and what I do, I, I have someone, uh, I have a distress release journal where I have a picture of someone from medical school, the dean of students who really helped me, probably may have saved my life, uh, helped me through a rough time there. And, and what happens is you picture this person speaking to you you start to feel grateful, appreciative, and for me, it crosses over into missing them. Hmm. And when that happens, something happens neurophysiologically, you get, a, you get a surge of something called oxytocin. And oxytocin is the hormone that allows us to uh, emotionally bond to other people. It's something that goes way through the roof with young mothers so that, when, so that they can love their screaming child. And it also counteracts high cortisol. And anyone who knows anything about stress knows that cortisol is a uh, releases uh, is a stress hormone that signals your body you're in danger, and then that often signals your brain to get uh, uh, edgy. And there's a part of your brain called an amygdala that it starts to trigger to uh, go into a survival mode, and you survive, but it takes a toll on you. But high oxytocin counteracts that. Mm-hmm. And when you picture that person talking you through it, and you can feel the appreciation and gratitude, and if they've passed away, uh, missing them, it, it's, it's amazing how that can calm you. 
And something we also recommend to people is find that person or their next of kin, reach out to them, Hmm. and send them a thank you. Do a video. Do a video. Send it to them by text. I've been doing that every day with people, doing a video in the morning. and It may be the last thing I want to do, but it's the first thing I do. And I send one of these gratitude videos, and, and i got to tell you, you know, it, it just uplifts me. And when the people hmm. receive them, some of them are now you know, sending me messages back. I've watched your video six times, and I cried each time. So can you, do you get a feel how this can just switch everything in your mind and brain and put it in a better place? So, Mark, what, what's the real difference between recovery and healing? And can some actually move from recovering to healing with this process uh, I think the book can help you to heal, uh, and there are tools. There's this, the journal. There's something we call the 12 words, uh, which are all emotional words, anxiety, anxious, depressed, angry, ashamed, alone, numb, exhausted. And uh, the difference, though, uh, you can recover from PTSD, but still... Uh, and, and recover means you're actually able to function. But it doesn't mean that uh, you can totally relax inwardly. You know, it's interesting, and I'm, I'm guessing you'll totally agree with what I'm about to say. When you meet someone who's been deeply traumatized by war or COVID or uh, an awful divorce or something, and you say to them, and you look them in the eye and you say, geez, you're so strong, good for you, you got over it. Mm. They will look back at you like just flat-eyed and say, I didn't get over it, I got past it. Mm. And then you Mm -hmm. ask them, what do you mean? They say, "Uh, I'm not the same. What do you mean? Um, I I don't really know peace. I get exhausted, but I I don't really have peace of mind. I have fun, but I, I, I used to have joy, and I don't have joy. Now, they can be recovered and still function quite well, but as long as they're still having some of those symptoms, they haven't healed. And so that's why we've, we, we've found a way to go into the emotions and have people safely finish thinking the thoughts they pushed away and finish feeling the feelings they pushed down into their unconscious in a way, and that's why we call it surgical empathy, because we give them a way to take out one of those screaming cats from the cellar at a time, as opposed to the worry being that the hundred cats that you push down to be able to function, as soon as you open the door, they're all going to rush for the door and rip you apart. So, Mark, um, a couple things. Let me just say a word about your distress relief exercise, which is really beautiful, and then maybe we'll come back to the the kind of the next steps, but uh, around surgical empathy. So those are really great, you know, great steps that people can that people can use. And I think that whole aspect and some of those questions, we know that is an inverse relationship between the emotional network and then the executive network. And so I think some of your questions lead them kind of away from some of the emotions into some of the executive questions and you and so that oxytocin and, and those thinking things you know I, I love that one question um, 
going from what does that make you do want to do to what would be better, why is it better, you know, which are those kind of cognitive questions that I think enhance that inverse relationship, so probably less of the emotional reaction more to, you know, the rational piece in that inverse relationship. So beautiful yeah, well, uh, well, what's happening, questions, yeah. as you're describing it, see, what's happening is we went through those steps, and you picked it right up, is uh, initially you're agitated. You can't think right. clearly, but as you follow those steps, what happens is your amygdala, which wants to hijack you into doing yep. something, you know, impulsive, your amygdala calms down. When your amygdala calms down, your blood flow which has gone to your survival brain, starts to go up into your executive brain, and that's why we end it with insight. Well, why would that be a better uh, thing to do? Mm -hmm. And and so you basically walk people uh, up from their most primitive brain to their ability to think again. You know, we have something similar, uh, uh, not as many questions as you have, the emotional audit, which kind of goes to that. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What do I want? And how am I getting in my way is similar to your question of what do I want to do now? That's the thing, like you said, is a linchpin. And then what do I need to do differently? And so you've added some questions. I love, and I love the picture and then also the video that you're, you're talking about. So um, say a little bit about the surgical uh, empathy. And, then, you know, you've been working with that for a while. And how does that work? And you have some great questions in your book that we can highlight. Well, we call it surgical empathy, and actually something we didn't include in the book because uh, 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 is there's a process in surgical empathy called empatholysis, and I'm the world's first and so far only empatholysist. What does that mean? Is If you know what dialysis is and if you know what lysis is, People, when they're under stress, they attach to things for relief, and sometimes they get hardwired into those attachments that they're doing for immediate relief, but it doesn't serve them. But they attach to them, you know, to get through it. And something I've written about in the book, and I've written elsewhere about suicide, is that uh, one of the things that nearly uh, all suicidal patients feel at the end is they feel despair. And if you break the word despair into D-E-S-P-A-I-R, it means they feel unpaired with reasons to live, hopeless, helpless, useless, worthless, powerless, meaningless. And at the end, when they all line up pointless and they pair with death to take the pain away. But if you can go in there right next to them and they feel felt by you, and feeling felt by you is different than feeling understood by you. If they're feeling understood by you, there's still a gap between you and them, and they're still stuck there. But when people feel felt by you and not judged, and that's what surgical empathy does, they lean into it and they start to cry. And they start, and when they start to cry, it is like, pus draining from a hopelessness abscess in the dark night of the soul. And as that drains, uh, they start to heal. So when you learn to do these things and people cry, you're not making them feel worse, you're letting them cry. And and if you know that, uh, after they cry, they're going to feel much better. They're going to feel lighter. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful picture that you just created, Mark. And um, I think one of the gifts that uh, the three of us share is our ability to be uh, empathic 
with others. Um, just, you know, sometimes through our voice, sometimes through our words, uh, sometimes through our presence. Uh, it, it is a, a gift. And so for many of these uh, healthcare workers, and to a large degree, our heroes, you know, working on the front line, it's good to know that they, they have folks like us. I guess the question is, are they willing to look for them or if they cannot find the time to do so, can't they just pick up a book? Whether it's, you know, why cope when you can heal, um, introducing concepts like surgical empathy or even right emotional brilliance, living a, a stressless, fearless life. I think one of the biggest, um, the biggest expertise that we can lend to the listeners as people who are, you know, empathic for them is to give them, and you're doing that so beautifully in your book, giving them the tools, the exercises, the words, the journaling for them to pick up and begin to use and share with others. So we're going to go um, to a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 are you a fearless leader Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Mark Goldston and about his new book that you should go out and get. just came out a couple days ago, uh, Why Cope When You Can Heal?, and his website, uh, com. you can get that. And it's got some um, sections of the book that you can print out to kind of pique your interest, but hopefully you'll get it. There's a, a special sale now for nine ninety nine, half of what the book normally goes for, so you should probably go to it right away. And, Mark, one of the things that uh, we wanted to make sure we talk about, um, there's so much things in your book, and we're trying to pick uh, a few things out. That's why people should get it to get the rest of it. But so let's say uh, someone doesn't want help, you know, and I think some of the physicians that we work with, probably some of the military folks, are so stoic, and they're fine, they're good, I'm all right, Um, or it could be your teenage uh, child that doesn't want to help. It sounds like you have a a formula or some steps to to deal with that. Yeah, a a friend of mine actually became a friend uh, Jason Reed, uh, after his 14-year-old son uh, died by suicide a couple years ago, and he reached out to me, and he gave me this observation, which I think applies to teenagers, but also the people you're talking about. He said, when you ask people how you're doing, and they say, great, they're usually good, but when they say, I'm fine, they're not. And I thought, wow, what an observation. And so, uh, so if you're dealing with someone who says, I'm fine, and it feels like what they're saying is, leave me alone, Here's another example of surgical empathy, and it has three questions. And it's best to do this when you're doing an activity with them, because a lot of people can't stand unsolicited heart-to-heart talks, especially teenagers. So, you know, when you're, when you're doing something with this person, say, you know, you know we're, I have a question to ask you, because, you know, we're all going through COVID. And here's the first question. Uh, at its worst, how awful are you capable of feeling? Not awful behavior, but at its worst, how awful are you capable of feeling during this? And uh, if it's a teenager, they may say, pretty awful. And you deepen it by saying, pretty awful or very awful. Okay, okay, very awful. And then the next question is, and when you're feeling it, how alone are you capable of feeling? And they might say, pretty alone. And then you go back and say, pretty alone or all alone? Okay, okay, all alone. And then the third question is, take me to the last time you felt it. And they're going to go, what? Yeah, was it 2.30 in the morning when you couldn't get back to sleep? And here's the fascinating thing is when people start to share that moment with you so clearly that you can see it, they re-feel it, but they're not feeling it alone. So when they say 2.30 in the morning, you know, so what was happening? Yeah, I was walking around my room. I couldn't get back to sleep. I started punching the pillow. Uh, I felt like punching the wall, and I had a long day ahead of me, and I didn't know how I was going to do it, and I started looking for, you know, outdated, you know, Benadryl, and, and then what happened? And, is it, and then you have them talk it through. Well, the sun rose, and I figured, oh, I made it. But as they're sharing that, this is surgical empathy, they're feeling it, 
And uh, by the way, if you're talking to a teenager and, they, and you get them to open up like this, you look at them and you say, I've got a favor to ask you. And they're going to say, what? Whenever you're feeling that, do whatever it takes to get your mom and my attention. Because neither of us want you to be alone there. Uh, and that's one of the most important things we can do is do whatever we can so you're not alone there. So can you Beautiful. see how those steps might open someone up? And you can also use that with uh, coworkers without necessarily totally. getting totally. into the, the intimate moment with them. But you can at least say, look, you know, you're going to be more productive and better serving all of us and yourself if you can share that with us. And if it's not with us, you know, then um, tell us who it is that you feel most comfortable with on the team. Because Absolutely. with people going, you know, people going back to work um, throughout and post-pandemic now that we're going to have a vaccine, I can't imagine the types of trauma and stress people are going to feel. So I, I want to make sure our listeners hear that, okay? Even though we have a vaccine, okay, and people are going back to work, it doesn't mean they're going back as whole, healthy, happy people. And in fact, some people are going to go to work less than themselves than they were before the pandemic. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about my Wake Up Call podcast. Uh, you, you do some pretty phenomenal work real time with people. Share a little bit about that. So, my Wake Up Call is uh, it's a podcast where I speak with thought leaders, influencers, caring people. Uh, two of you are going to be on. Uh, people like Ken Blanchard, Stephen Covey, Esther Wojcicki, Tom Steyer, uh, Larry King twice, Doug Conant twice. Um, and, and it's basically, it's, it's more inspirational than informative. And I ask people, uh, what matters most to you and, what, and you think will matter most to you at the end of your life, you know, beyond family and friends? Mm -hmm. And then share the wake-up calls that led you there. And we have over 150 episodes, and 120 of the people said it was the most vulnerable they've been mm -hmm. in public. Uh, and we always give people the option, you know, to not post it. And we get, you know, eight or so requests a week, you know, for people wanting to be a guest on it. And we're selected as the top inspirational podcast for small business owners uh, by the UPS stores. So, uh, uh, and, and what we tell people is uh, our listeners are... The podcast is so listeners can fall in love with you, and then they're going to want to find out uh, everything you do. So, uh, so nice. that's been going strong, and it's going to continue going strong. And then we have a, up, a up, upcoming LinkedIn Live weekly show called No Strings Attached, where my guests, many of my podcast uh, guests, will come back on that show. And they just share tips like the ones you and I, uh, the two of you and I, have been giving to your, to your listeners with no strings attached. Go and make your life better. You know, we're not trying to sell you. Yeah. We're trying to save you. Oh, I love it. I, I was just saying to the other day, you know, we are, we are not uh, a sales organization. We are a service organization, and it's made up of loving hearts helping hands, and great people like you, Mark. So it, it, thank you so much for being with us. Let me remind our audience, again, uh, you can go to my Wake Up Call podcast with Mark Golston at markgolston.com, M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-E. 
N-O-N.com. You can also get his new book, also Why Cope When You Can Heal.com. It's on Amazon right now. We're not selling it, but it's half price. We're just sharing with you the many secrets of how you can learn to cope and heal yourself. And I cannot thank you enough, Mark. You're always so kind and so wonderful and so open. Uh, You are always a wonderful guest and a great friend. Well, um, I'll I'll just say thank you. I won't get neurotic and make some excuse. I'll just say thank you. Warren Menace told me, just say thank you, Mark, or else... Just say thank you, or people aren't going to give you compliments. Thank you. (laughs) Right. And we always say, take it in and just savor it. You don't have to kind of push it away. Oh, it's no big deal. I do it for anybody. Just breathe it in and say thank you. So, Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm really doing that. Nice thank you, and I'm you shared it. with me thank you. earlier, just kind of hearing, you know, hearing my voice, hearing your voice is very soothing. And I, I know you've helped, you know, thousands, and we want to help support you any way we can. And thank you so much for, you know, being on the show. And and hopefully, all our listeners will go, you know, get your book and your website, markwilson.com. You've been listening to Thanks, Leadership Development News. <laughs> Make sure you go. Thank you. Kathy, make sure we tell them that we'll go to our website to get their uh, 12 days. www.eblifebook.com. We are now sending out our 12 days of Christmas, a 12-day inspirational, uh, if you will, journal for you to follow, and you get to hear wonderful people like Mark Golston. So... Wonderful to have everybody with us today. Thanks for tuning in to Tune Up, your emotional brilliance. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. 